Welcome to 50 Shades of Wealth, Confessions of a Real Estate Investor, the show where you'll learn the real estate investing secrets of the pros. Your host, Sarah Jung, pulls back the curtain and shows you how to build wealth with real estate investing. Welcome everybody to 50 Shades of Wealth, Confessions of a Real Estate Investor, the show where we talk to people about the good, bad, and ugly when it comes to real estate investing and building wealth. And I'm really, really excited to introduce you to my guest. He is a experienced real estate multifamily syndicator. He is also a friend and my mentor and my advisor. And I'm just so excited to share his story with you. Just a little bit about his background. Uh, Vinny Chopra has been in the real estate syndication business for, I believe, over 15 years. Yeah. And he multi-family, multi-family, and he owns five years. Oh, oh, okay, even longer. Yeah. And and Vinny, how much real estate do you own and manage now in multifamily? I would say three hundred sixty million. Three hundred sixty million. Majority of that has come in the last five years when I opened my new company in two thousand fourteen. So that's where it has been. But before that, I had about maybe eighty-eight million or so. But majority of that has come in multifamily and now we're into a lot of other things. So we'll be adding about 150 million a year minimum into our portfolio. Yeah. Wow. So one thing that I want to mention about Vinny is that he has a really unique story. He came here from India over 40 years ago, I believe, mm -hmm. and he only had $7 in his pocket at the time. And so I just, just, you know, really an inspirational story of a person who came from very humble beginnings and was able to build a multi-million dollar business. And so Vinny, can you share a little bit about that story and a little bit about your background on that? Yeah, I lived uh, in, uh, you know, New Delhi. New Delhi is the place, which is the capital of India, where I really spent all my, you know, young age, I would say, and I became an engineer, I'm a mechanical engineer. I wanted to come out to USA and I really wanted to do well in life, like everybody does, and had some goals and dreams. I wanted to do MBA, Master's in Business Administration. That's when I came to Washington, D.C., George Washington University. And at that time, you could only bring $7. Maybe I could have brought 17 maybe, you know, <laughs> I didn't have too much money. My parents didn't want me to come here. Actually, my grandpa paid for my ticket, you know, which is a lot of money in those days to come to USA. But my parents thought that I will never return. They were right about it. But I did help my family, which was really great because every dollar I earned in the early years, I would just keep a little bit for my food and lodging and then send every money, every bit of money back. I know when we got married, my wife and I, we had negative amount in the checking account. How that works is when you get an advance on your visa card and everything, then you don't have any money in the checking, but you owe money to the visa company. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where my beginning is. And, you know, it's been wonderful because I sold books and all. So that converted me, uh, summer jobs converted me from an engineer to a, a salesperson and sales consultant and motivational speaker and all that. Then we started investing in real estate, yeah. Wow, that's such a great story. And, and I had heard that you, you'd mentioned that you sold books and you also, so you're selling Bibles yes. and educational books. Wow, how was how that experience? 
you know, it was very tough. <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, when you're young, I was 22, 23, and going to school, George Washington, they would send you far away so that you can come back, <laughs> you know, and you just burn your bridges. You say, I'm going to live out there with the other students. That's how this company works. And very good company, by the way. And then you go door to door. I didn't have a car. I didn't even have a bicycle first year. Second year, I had a $700 Maverick I bought. Uh, you know, I still remember blue Maverick. And I took that to sell the books next year. But first year, I got hit by a car. But it's like, you know, you are seeing rejection on a daily basis. I worked 80 hours a week, not 40, but 80 hours, right from seven o'clock until 9.30, we were knocking on doors uh, outside Atlanta, Georgia, actually. And the exciting part is, which is really a feather, a little bit, you know, in my thing, where I was knocking doors, I bought $23 million worth of multifamily about three years back. <laughs> so knocking on doors, I mean, if, if anybody has ever done that, I mean, you know that that is a very... That, that is quite a grind and takes a lot of courage to go out and, and knock on strangers' doors and, and ask yeah. them to buy books. <laughs> so kudos to you. You're right. Buy books, <laughs> children books, cook books, even I remember, you know. And this company had really good reputation. They still do. But the good part was that, you know, this was for the education of the children. And that's where, you know, we presented it. And a lot of people couldn't even understand my thick you know, accent back then, <laughs> still people can't understand me. But the thing was, they will say, come on in, you know, <laughs> in the Southern style. And here I will go in there and they would get to like me and so on. And one of the very nice ladies, I remember Monique Kilpatrick, I still remember her after 44 years, she gave me her van. Oh, she gave me a big van. She says, how are you going to deliver all these books? You have sold so many. I said, I don't know. She says, well, this van, you're going to take it for two weeks and deliver your book. She didn't charge me a penny. She celebrated my birthday. She made a cake in the book form. Can you believe it? Wow. And cufflinks. I still have those cufflinks with me. Very treasured, you know, and still you meet some great people, you know. Thanks for sharing that. So for everybody that may not uh, be familiar with Vinny Chopra, we know him as Mr. Smiles. And there's a reason that Vinny is known as Mr. Smiles, because if you ever actually meet him or see him, uh, he constantly has a smile on his face. I have actually never really seen him without a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> My um, wife and, says I sleep, I'm smiling while sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and and it is just, it's just so encouraging. You just can't help smile when you see Vinny. And so Vinny, talk to me a little bit about that kind of what was your journey in multifamily and, and kind of just personally, you know, you're so positive and you're so optimistic. Has it always been that way for you? And, and kind of how did you get to where you are now? I think I'm the product of the books I have read. I can definitely say that I'm the product of the CDs and the DVDs and, you know, um, and way back, right? You know, I bought over, a lot of people have bought 2000 books and I always felt like, you know, if I can take care of my mind, then it will take care of me, you know, and that has been the real truth. Zig Ziglar, our mentor has said, stinking thinking, you know, we <laughs> accomplished a little bit when we are always negative up from the ground up, right? From the neck up is thinking, thinking. And we spent so much money to eat some great food, gourmet food and all that. 
for the neck down, we call it, for the in the tummy. But we should be spending money, you know, up above. And that's where I'm a product of. I was a goal setter, my friends tell me, when I was young and everything. I've always worked in uh, massive action. That's my other name. You know, enthusiasm, like I'm reading this book there, Positivity Brings Profitability. That's going to be coming out, you know. I've been a very positive person because I wanted to do better in life. And I just figured it out. If I'm negative about a lot of things, then more negativism is going to come in my life. I came across the uh, law of abundance and I came across the universal law of uh, attraction, you know, and that really shaped my thinking way early. Of course, Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn and Napoleon Hill and uh, Dale Carnegie and of course, Robert Kiyosaki's and a lot of great people, Tom Hopkins. So I think we all can change. And that's what this book talks about is that you could really train your brain I say subconscious. It's conscious which makes decisions. The subconscious doesn't make decisions. Subconscious is there to just keep on filming what you're doing. And then if you can really reach your subconscious to live a passionate life, then it becomes your habit, you know, and you just become a new person. And, you know, that's where I think positivity comes when you work on it. I think I work so much now that I just, Never, ever, anything can really put me down. Even like I'm sued for $3 million, I was sued. And I settled the case for $26,000. If I had really, really gotten myself in trouble two and a half years back and said, everything is falling apart, I wouldn't be here. But I just said, I have the attorneys. I'm just in this case and everything. We're going to come out as a winner. And we did. You know, and things like that happen in life, right? You know, we were having another situation in our family where somebody was really, really at the health situation, my daughter actually. And then, you know, we were the most positive. I think God made us positive for a reason. And then, you know, we lived through it and she's fully recovered and everything like that. That's great to hear, Vinny. Thank you so much for sharing that. I didn't realize that about your daughter. So that's very, I, I thank you for sharing that. That's you know right. such an inspiration. I don't talk too much about it, but five years back, literally when I started this company, I started Monil Investment Group on the carpet. Actually, we didn't have a desk, we didn't have a chair. We were in the two-bedroom apartment in Bethesda, Maryland, where she was undergoing the procedure at NIH, National Institute of Health, for bone marrow transplant. Actually, that's what it is, and. That's where, you know, we left our home in Danville for a year and a half in three days. Wow. Right. Wow. You know, and your daughter. That's a confession. (laughs) So so that is your confession. And so the theme of our show here is confessions of a real estate investor. And I really appreciate that, Vinny, from you, because that was something that never, you know, I didn't realize that about you. And, And we've known each other for a while now. And and I've met your daughter and she is, she's absolutely beautiful and a wonderful, hardworking young yes. woman. And just, you just must be so proud of her. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so we're talking about multifamily. So why multifamily and, and what kind of made you go into that 
type of investing? Sure, sure, Sarah. We had, my wife and I, once we moved here, we just celebrated our 40th, 40, 40th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. This year, thank you. And, you know, we came to the Bay Area. We live in Danville, Blackhawk area. And we found that our friends own real estate. And that's 40 years back. So we said, oh my gosh, you know, we better also get into real estate. So we bought our first home for $99,000. Thank wow. you on a Valentine's Day. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like 1.6 million now. Sure. I think we sold, we sold it. But then, you know, we kept on buying rental homes and we had so many spread all across the USA, different states. But at the end of the day, Sarah, we found that the cash flow was not there. It was just not there. You know, if some the stove needed to be changed or grass door opener or something happened with the, you know, toilets or whatever, right? And that's where my wife and I said, she says, Vinnie, you know so much about real estate, become a broker. So I just studied brokerage exam things and all that. I passed it on first try, 2005, that's 15 years back. So then I said, should we then start a retail business, residential you know, homes where my wife was working for California Prudential for mm-hmm. a year and a half. And we even started our own business. We had the stationery, we had logo, we had business license. Then one night we said, no, that's not for us. <laughs> we totally chucked away $10,000, whatever we spent. We said, we want to be in commercial. Then I started really looking into commercial office space and uh, all these, you know, hospitality and industrial and all that strip shopping centers, multifamily caught my attention. I said, wow, having 30 homes all over the USA or getting 30 residents in one place, it'll be much easier to collect the rents. It'll be much easier to repairs and everything. That just totally, as an engineer, I always make a decision very fast like this. I said, this is it. I told my wife, this is where we are going. So I bought a course on eBay, I think. I bought for $400. And then I paid $30,000 to my mentor. Later on, after two years, I met him. Anyway, so that's what started us, 2005 and six and seven. Then I started with a partner, a company. We did a lot of syndications, 14 syndications. And now I've done 15 into my new company in just four or five years. <laughs> So with, because with the multifamily, uh, so there's so much scalability that you can do. And as you were saying, you can buy, you know, a number of single family homes, but if you can have all of that condensed under one roof, essentially, yes. uh, so you have, you know, instead of having, you know, 30, 40, 50 tenants separately in different locations, you can get all of those tenants under one roof yep. and then have one management company, right? So from a cost perspective, uh, it just seems like it's a lot more efficient. Can you, yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? A kind of like comparison, like, you know, it's just from a cost kind of management standpoint and kind of, is it easier with, you know, the multifamily versus uh, just a portfolio of single family homes? Oh, surely, surely. The economies of scale, we talk about that, right? When we have, you know, lead maintenance, we can call it, who could be part-time, but he can take care of all the work orders, you know, from the residents and maybe smaller number, like if it's 15 units, I'm thinking of 20, of course, at what 60 or 65 or 70, you can have a full-time, 
manager come leasing agent, one person, and also lead maintenance, we call it HVAC certified. So that way two people can take care of it. I never have gotten a single call at nighttime because we have right people in place, right? Now at the peak, we had 135 people in our company where we were having community managers and all, but it's one transaction. I want to talk about that too. You could buy 100 units like we just bought last week, Monday, $35 million deal. You know, we are buying it. Wow. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. 308 <laughs> units. That's going to be exciting. And it's one transaction, one loan in single family. You have to qualify for each and every, you know, uh, property, of course. And then there are limits of 10 or 12. But in multifamily, there is abundance. You can own as many doors. We own about 4,400 doors now. Wow. Not bad at all. That, and that's not bad at all, Vinny. Starting <laughs> so, from $7. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Coming from $7 for sure. You're listening to 50 Shades of Wealth, Confessions of a Real Estate Investor. Want a free guide to behind-the-scenes secrets of real estate investing? Head on over to LegacyBloom.com and claim your free book today. So talk a little bit about funding these deals. You know, I'm pretty familiar with the lending environment. I've been in lending for almost yes. 19 years now and, you know, I've yeah. done a lot of financing over the years and, and multifamily and as well as single family acquisition. Typically, how do you fund these type of deals as far as down payment and, and getting a loan and talk a little bit about that? I would love to, love to. As you know, I mean, whenever you are buying a property, you are taking a leverage and rather than stock market where you have to pay the full price unless you're playing options or margin and things like that, right? But in leverage is the best thing where bank or Fannie, Freddie are the two arms, the SPA loans, small business loans, and all kinds of programs are there. And hard money lenders are there, you know, in the, in the equation. But you are trying to get a 70-30 split. In other words, 70% is the loan or 80%, you know, in the good, good times and good product. A lot of banks will give you 80% of the loan. Only 20% you have to spend your money to invest in there plus closing cost and everything. But I just got introduced to this world of syndication. So syndication has been my backbone. I think I'm here on the map. Uh, you know, a lot of people see me. It's only because of power of raising money. Otherwise, I would have been nothing. I would have probably owned 200 doors, maybe maximum, you know. But it's the syndication that I've raised $120 million now. And then I'm able to invest that for my family, friends through, you know, legal structure, SEC, right? That's so fascinating because I remember when I first learned about syndication, and actually, you know, you being as my mentor, learning so much about it, just the amount of leverage that you have with OPM or other people's money, what, what has been your biggest challenge or kind of something you can share when you, you know, when you do syndication and raising capital? Uh, and by the way, syndication, just so everybody knows, syndication is the process, as Vinny had mentioned, it's a legal process, pooling money, other people's money together mm -hmm. to acquire a piece of real estate. What, what has been kind of the biggest challenge you've had over the years or something that just kind of sticks out to you as far as some of the hurdles that it takes to, to raise money? Sure, sure. Definitely, you know, like we are discussing, Sarah, it's the investors, it's the family, friends, neighbors, people, colleagues, and things like that. I think one has to kind of step outside of the element to start 
you know, talking to those people and try to understand where they're investing, would they like to diversify? So building relationship, you know, with the investors is number one, I think I find. Most of the early syndicators, you know, they get into underwriting the deals and things like that, which is good because you need a good deal and you need good many investors to join them together. Sure. That's what my job is in a nutshell, you know, <laughs> make it easy that way. But the thing is, then you have to qualify for the loan. So that's another aspect of the syndication process. If you're buying 14 units or 200 units, your net worth has to be higher than the loan balance and with some liquidity also. So those are the three things I think, you know, finding the investors, the brokers, building relationships with them. That has been trying in the early years of my life, you know, where you start building what area you want to buy. That's another one too. Emerging market where mm. the jobs are coming. So I've been kind of chasing jobs for the last 14 years, going <laughs> to Texas, then Georgia, then Florida, back to Texas, and we'll be, you know, doing all that. But the thing is, there are a lot of great research material right on the internet that's available, which can really make us very calm and quiet and make some good decisions, you know, that way. But the biggest thing I would like to suggest to your audience is there is 28.7 trillion, 28.7 trillion dollars in retirement funds in USA alone. That's an amazing statistic. I mean, just think about all of the money, the capital that's out there yes. that really even just hasn't been tapped into Totally. Uh, or, or actually, you know, and people not, may not even realize that that's something that they could tap into. And so I think, you know, you being out there educating people, doing what you're doing and working with investors, I, I just think that that's such a great opportunity that you're bringing to the table. One thing that I've been curious about, and, and we've kind of talked about this before, is, you know, having a syndication business and raising capital and, and acquiring these multifamily properties. Talk to me a little bit about your business partners and kind of your selection in, or your process of how you select your business partners and, and who do you select and how many business partners do you bring in and what do they do? Very good point. Very, very good. I think, uh, you know, I've been teaching also and really suggesting that don't get too many cooks in the kitchen. Ah, <laughs> good, good one. I like that. <laughs> no, really, because see, the thing is a lot of personalities. If you're in a company, everybody's got their own you know, value systems, their own strengths and weaknesses like that. So I've been really advocating that please make your Wyoming LLC and your partner should make their own Wyoming LLC or any other Delaware or New, you know, or uh, Las Vegas LLC. They're doing very well. I like Wyoming, but then come into a deal as separate people first, first deal. Don't really get hooked on to the hip right away. <laughs> I say that. But you know, you could go in 50-50 or 40-60 or whatever it takes to really get to understand your partner, their strengths and weaknesses, because you have to complement each other in a team. That's how I look at it. And I think only two people should be plenty, plenty. You know, I just got six people in my career early on, and that was the biggest problem you know, we had and so forth. And then the partner should be trustworthy, integrity wise, and making sure they're working as hard as you are. Otherwise, you're going to have lopsidedness, you know, and a lot of people are starting into, you know, business with their W2 job. So you really mm -hmm. want to check out 
how they're going to complement each other, right? So partnership, I think I take it very seriously now. I've not really partnered with anybody except, you know, with Sapan's company and all that last year uh, after 14 years. And, you know, we work uh, together 50-50, everything managing our decisions, our goals are same, all those things. You know, that's such a good point. Just, you know, having the right people working with you because, you know, as they say, it's kind of like being in a marriage or any relationship. You need to, you know, there's different things that you'll bring to the table and, you know, having that other person or your business partner, you know, first of all, being able to get along with them, working together, communicating. And then I really like how you said that they should be working as hard as you because I have seen situations where, you know, you have maybe one person or two people that are maybe putting in a lot of effort or they're doing a lot of different things. And then you have maybe another person, maybe not as much. And, and so I completely agree with you that that's really important because at the end of the day, I mean, both of you have to come together and feel good about what you're doing together and what you're, what you're building. So thank you for that. So tell me again, Vinny. So, so you have how many in your multifamily portfolio now? We have 4,400 and we just got 308 wow. contract on Monday, wow. last Monday. And uh, so that let's keep on adding. Then I'm also building ground up senior assisted livings, which we're going to start one next week in Punta Gorda, one another one in Williamsburg next month. So next week, next month, month after we are in Florida again. So four projects, that'll be almost 400, close to 400 units that we are building ground up, you know. Also. Wow, that's, that's amazing. And, you know, I've known Vinny for a little while and in the multifamily space, but this last year, Vinny has gotten uh, very active in the senior living space. And we have both talked about this being in the senior living space and, and just the phenomenal opportunities in that space. And Vinny, just real quickly, so people understand, what is the reason you're pursuing the senior living space and, and why do you think that's a good place to be right now? Well, sure, Sarah, you know, in USA right now, we have 54.6 million people who are seniors, mean 65 and above. That's 54.6 you know, million. And in next 30, 40 years, it's going to be close to 100 million. 100 million, and we have 6.1 million of those 65 plus are in the 75 plus range, right? An 85 plus range, and that's going to become about 20 million. So, our seniors, our baby boomers are turning every day 10,000 actually. Baby boomers are turning 65, so there is going to be so much shortage for senior housing, independent housing. Uh, senior living, nursing homes, rehab centers. So what my company and my partner, Imran, who has built 23, 24 of these ground up luxury senior livings already in Michigan, Hampton Manor is our brand, which is exciting. And what we are finding is that we could really build luxury senior living without elevators. We had zero coronavirus. We had zero deaths in the 14 assisted living. So we are only in the assisted living, not the nursing homes, not the rehab centers where the deaths are coming. Sure. So that has been our main focus. And we are very passionate to really give the experience of lifetime to our seniors in the 80, 90 and 100 years of age. They have worked so hard 
to live their life to the fullest. And we want to give them, you know, with the movie theater and spas and, you know, I mean, salons and libraries and the billiard rooms and pianos and the transportation, bus, local, everything. And restaurant style dining, restaurant style dining. Wow. Three meals a day and snacks and ADLs all taken care of in four thousand dollars, four thousand forty-two hundred. So we are very passionate. And that's about actually, it. and the, and that's that's actually a very affordable yes. price. Believe yes. believe it or not, I, I it may sound a lot initially, but when we actually look into it, you know, four forty-five, four thousand forty-five hundred is actually very reasonable for assisted living, memory care. You okay. know, as far as the cost for a private pay. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, we've, the senior living space, again, it's, it's just been such a phenomenal opportunity for, for so many. And I really admire you and your team's efforts that you, you know, all the projects that you've been working on and just your ability with your team to provide just such wonderful, amazing luxury facilities to live in and really making it just comfortable and, you know, having them feel like they're at home and having still all the amenities because, it is. It's, it's something that, you know, you're giving back to them. You're giving back to a generation that has just given so much to us and has just taken yes. care of us. And yes. so just for you to be able to give back to them and, and provide highest quality housing and care is really pretty admirable. It so just, it's just, you know, I get up every morning and we are looking at so many feasibility studies and sure. different locations in, you know, so many states right now, and then looking for land where we could get five to seven acres. Usually we like seven acres of land where we can put 90 units only, only 90 units and give the courtyards and the swimming pools and spas and the, uh, of course, uh, putting green and the butterfly houses, waterfalls. I mean, all beautiful. Wow, butterfly houses. I, I haven't heard of that, but that sounds pretty cool. Yes. Um, so Vinny, so when, we're, when I'm really old, I'd like to come live in your senior living facility because that sounds like you know and I want actually to live there. I, and actually I, want... I think I want to go live there now because I really like the idea of the butterfly room. <laughs> I know in the memory care side we do assisted living uh, and about about 20% of our you know units are for the Alzheimer and the memory care also. So we do it all in one structure like we are doing in Williamsburg. We'll have six courtyards over there. And then one side will be only memory care because you have to lock down, right? Because of Alzheimer and all. So that way, but we have, you know, commercial kitchens and everything, private dinings, even two movie theaters, one on this side, one on the side. So it's just that we want to spoil the generation that has spoiled us. That's our model. That's wonderful. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. And I just think that it's, you know, everybody that's listening, I think Vinny is such an amazing, inspiring person, not only as a friend, but also a business partner professionally. And so there's just been so much inspiration that I know that I've gotten from him. Vinny also is, again, I had mentioned that he's my mentor, but he also has a student academy, right, Vinny? So, yes. Yes. Uh, so he does mentoring and coaching and, and all of that. And that's been a really great experience. Vinny, what's one thing that you would tell our listeners as far as what, what they could do if they wanted to get into multifamily or start investing or, you know, whatever, whatever the goal would be, is there something that uh, you could share with them that would inspire them and, and based on your experience and kind of what would you tell them for somebody who's kind of just starting out? 
Totally, totally. Sarah, I mean, I would love everybody listening to us get into real estate. First of all, you know, even if you're renting, you know, try to find a way, find somebody in your family who has retirement money or who has some money, you know, where, uh, that they can invest with you to get a duplex or a fourplex and you give them returns more than the 2% or CD amount they are getting and things like that. So it can start small and it can get bigger and bigger. Uh, so multi, as the word says, go for a fourplex, go for a sixplex, go for an eightplex, go for 15plex, right? My first was 14 units for 180,000. Wow. Look at that. I mean, you know, now I have 300... 80 million, I think almost, you know, which with this next closing and so forth like that. So the thing is you've got to start, but start somewhere in multi. Don't go for single family home because then it's all spread out and the returns may not be as big, but economies of scales can come for you. And look into pooling money together because there's so much money all around you if you look for it. You know, and you can sit down, you can learn a little bit more, and then you are having fiduciary responsibility through SEC ruling, Securities and Exchange Commission ruling, where you can do the PPM and all those other different words, but it's a legal way, not a Ponzi scheme. See, a lot of people are worried. Would I get my money back? Would I get mm. the returns mm -hmm. that somebody's telling me? So you want to kind of build your brand, you know, build your business. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's so important because again, that fiduciary responsibility to your investors um, yeah. who are entrusting you with their money—they're putting in a lot of money to acquire real estate, but they're they're really investing in you as the syndicator. And so, yes. so Vinny has just done a, a, a phenomenal job of building trust with his investor base, being able to raise millions of dollars, literally overnight. Uh, and so, and it's very impressive. By the way, I, I was reading part of your book that we were just talking about. And uh, if you, this yes, one? well, the apartment syndication made easy. I've, I've already read that. And then what is the second book you just released? It oh yeah. It's the, tomorrow is the world premiere, world premiere yes. actually of the positivity brings profitability. Yeah. That's fantastic. So Vinny is just releasing his next book. Actually, Vinny, if you could hold it up again one more time, just so I can, I can see <laughs> yeah. it. So it's yeah. called uh, positive positivity brings profitability. And this is available on Amazon. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Perfect. Yes. So for anybody that's interested, go to Amazon and download Vinny's book. Uh, really just great, great inspirational content that he has. Vinny, is there anything you'd like to add? You know, our, our theme here is confessions of a real estate investor. And you've shared a little bit about your personal life and some other, you know, your journey in investing. Is there any other confessions that you'd like to make or share with our listeners that you think might be a little bit important or something that you've learned? You know, I would love to confess with everybody. And it's the biggest confession I'm going to tell you. And oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Everybody knows about it. You know, many times we are looking for happiness outside. But my confession is to me, actually, that's how I live my life, is the happiness is within. And if I may say that when I made $10,000 straight commission for a year, $10,000 straight commission, if I didn't get the commission, I would starve to death, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and I've come from those humble beginnings. But the thing is, you've got to really have faith in yourself. So I think the biggest thing I could say, confession, is that being positive and 
finding happiness. I was a very happy person all my life. Friends tell me and all that. But, you know, that abundance thinking and uh, how you portray yourself, it comes back to you and you become that person. So what you want to become one day, you are in the process of becoming today and tomorrow and the day after. A very good friend of mine, my mentor, who, is, who was a billionaire, he passed away, Spencer Hayes. I learned so many great things from him and I would pay tribute to him today. Vinny, that's, I mean, just thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that and, and sharing that with our listeners. And I think that's such a great, that's such great advice because really, you know, coming it from the inside, as far as your mindset is really important. And that's going to translate into future successes, how you, you know, how you, how you think and how somebody, how somebody's mindset is. So thank you for all just for being on my show and really just enjoy talking to you like always. Uh, <laughs> you're always fun to talk to. And, and you know, and I've just, I've just learned so much from you. So hopefully our listeners have too. They've learned something today. Sarah, you are a star and I definitely <laughs> want to really applaud you for your success since you, you know, you were already success before you joined my academy personal coaching and I value your opinion so much and how much, you know, depth of knowledge. Oh, you've... thank you. Thank no, you, really. Vinny. I really, I really appreciate that. No. Before I let you go, how can, how can we find you? What, where can we reach you at? Totally. I'm all over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't do much at all, to be truthful. It's my team from Pune, India that put me all over this, you know, clippings and this and graphics and videos. But vinichopra.com, V-I-N-N-E-Y, Chopra, C-H-O-P-R-A, like Deepak Chopra. I will never be like him, but great, great uh, author and motivator. Vinny with a V-I-N-N-E-Y.com, Chopra, or Google me or go to YouTube, you know, just Google me there. You can always reach for investing with us passively. You could say vinichopra.com invest or academy or mastermind slash, you know, and loans. I mean, you're in loan. You're yes. a loan broker. <laughs> I've started a new company now, Monil Creative Loans and then Monil Digital cool. Branding. Ah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> very, very cool. I did not know that, Vinny. I'm going to have to check into that. Well, Vinny, it was a pleasure talking with you today, and I just so appreciate your time. And uh, again, for everybody, uh, you can reach Vinny uh, at uh, www.vinnychopra.com. Thank you so much for being on my show Thank today. You. And uh, we'll, we'll all be checking you out here very soon, I'm totally. sure. <laughs> Best of luck, and I Thank know you're you. going to have abundance of successes in every field, and you're going to raise millions, millions of dollars. And, you know, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vinny. Until next time. Thank you everybody for listening. Thanks for listening to 50 Shades of Wealth, Confessions of a Real Estate Investor with Sarah Jung. Make sure to visit us at LegacyBloom.com where you can join our investor club and grab a free copy of Sarah's latest book. And if you like the show, don't forget to leave us a quick review. Be sure to tune in next time as Sarah pulls back the curtain once again and shares more confessions of a real estate investor.